You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for another incredible conversation here in the African Father in America podcast. Today I'm really excited to be here with a wonderful guest uh, Tom Paladino who is an humanitarian is also an holistic medical uh, expert and is doing some incredible work with Scala Energy uh, where he's a researcher we are going to learn a lot about that today and um, before we go further I just want to welcome you all and I want to start with our proverb for today which is from Ethiopia and it says that We've shared this proverb in the past. We've discussed it in the past. It says that a child, the child who is not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. The child who is not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Now, there are three nuggets of wisdom as usual related to this proverb that my team and I came up with that we want you to, uh, you know, note down somewhere and hopefully it helps you uh, in understanding what uh, this proverb means, number one, take time to attain, take time to be attentive to the younger generation and give them a sense of belonging in their community. Uh, and then number two, don't be so quick to judge others or shut or to shut out those who are different from you. Number three, find ways to connect with people who have not yet found the warmth they crave. So I just went through this quickly because I want to create more space for us to engage with our special guest today. Uh, but on the blog, on the African Father in America blog about today's conversation, you'll be able to read all the three nuggets uh, of wisdom in detail. So without further ado, I want to just come quickly to you, Tom. Uh, I want you to share your own perspectives in regards to this proverb. When we sent it to you, what is it that came to your mind? It's a profound proverb. I, I think you're right. We have to, our, the generation, especially the youth, must be embraced. And you have to understand their perspective. You have to walk in their shoes. You have to see the world through their eyes. It's, I don't think it's easy today to be a, a youngster, to be a youth. And uh, if I think of if we properly educate them and nurture them, they they will get it. They will get. You can't judge. I, I have grandkids. It's going to be a long process. It's but it's it's a, a process well worth the effort. Educate them to give them an example. You have to spend quality time with people. That's right. That's right. Wow, I appreciate that. I want you to, um, you know, to just take a minute and talk about yourself for a second before we go into the actual first question of where I want you to share with us your own story of, you know, what is it from your childhood, uh, from when you're around eight, that uh, eight, 16, that inspires who you are today as a leader. You know, um, first, I want to give you some a good time to just talk about who you are more than what I said, you know, because I introduced you as a holistic medical expert and scholar energy researcher and also 
and humanitarian based in Florida. But I want you to just speak a little more about yourself. And then after that, uh, I want you to, uh, I'll share a quick story. And then uh, from there, you can share with us a little more uh, about what it is from your childhood that inspires the work that you do today. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's start off with my foundation. I had very good parents. My mother and father were excellent parents, and I I attribute so much to them today. If you if you are blessed with good parents, well, you should acknowledge that I do, and that has helped me throughout life, and that set the foundation. So as a child, it really came down to my parents. I had very good teachers, coaches. I had a good priests. I had I surrounded myself with a lot of people who were concerned about the community and concerned about the family. Family is always the building block of society, and uh, I had a good family. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I I have to you know also as I as I begin sharing my own story of what really keeps me producing this podcast what keeps me doing a lot of the work I do in the community with my nonprofit and media company. It's really family too, you know. It's uh, my mother, at the age of eight, she gave me a bicycle to distribute milk and bread in our community. I grew up in, in one of the biggest slums in Kenya. So the discipline from that is really what wakes me up in the morning and keeps me going today. And I love asking my guests the same question. Uh, because I feel that all of us came from somewhere and there is a story that informs how we behave today and how uh, we do what we do today. So take us back, take us back to, uh, you know, when you are a little boy and really what happened during those years that uh, has built you into someone who has spent over 30 years of your life researching uh, on something that can actually transform humanity. Well, you're, you're right. It, it, you had a, a mother who disciplined you and educated you and loved you. And likewise, I had a mother who disciplined, educated and loved me. And uh, you, you learn from those early lessons. They're so important. They're formative. Um, where I am today as a researcher all draws reference to where I came from as a youth. <clears throat> I had a great childhood. You know, I'll speak for myself. And I think I had many privileges. That doesn't mean I was lazy, but you know, growing up in the United States of America, there's many privileges here, whether people realize that or not. And uh, I'm blessed. And it, I can't inculcate this enough. It's so important. The family is so important. The family is the building block of society. Within that family, there are so many benefits. Broken families, do not realize the, the, the benefits that united families have. So we, we have to, um, we really have to thank those who, who have helped build the family, have built society. And we, we have a beautiful role. And if we, we go back to the family, we go back to that concept, which the family is sacred, society will flourish. I love that. I love that it's simple but very profound. You know, it's simple but very profound. If you're just joining us, my name is Simon Okello. I am the host of the African Father in America podcast. And 
we are live streaming on youtube if you are on youtube make sure you you know you push the thumbs up button and you leave your comment below so that we know that you joined us for today's conversation share with us your own perspectives in regards to today's proverb and any uh, anything that our special guest shares that you also want to comment on if you're on clubhouse where we are also live streaming thank you so much make sure you share the link to the room with others who are joining us for the conversation today take your time and ping in three to five people so that we can grow the number of people who are here with us today uh, my special guest as i said earlier is tom paladino who is an incredible uh, human being he's doing a lot of work he's a holistic medical expert he's a scala energy researcher I had to learn a little bit about scala energy prior to this conversation because i just wanted to familiarize myself a little bit and you're also an humanitarian tom so i want you to to talk to us about all these aspects of your life but share with us you know maybe what is it that makes you so proud because prior to uh, us going live for today's conversation you really surprised me by saying that you researched uh, for over 40 years on on this work that you're doing and we are living in an era of youtube you know we're actually live on youtube where somebody tells you they are an expert on something just because they spent uh, two days on youtube and google you know so uh, we are living in interesting times and it's difficult to find people who have spent their whole life researching you know uh, so talk to us uh, really about the work that makes you proud in this moment um, i've interwoven many aspects in, of my life into my professional life, which is scalar energy research. So I'm a scientist. I work with scientific instruments. I've, I'm able to achieve great advances with these instruments, but that all uh, takes into consideration my Christian background, my humanitarian thrust, my humanitarian emphasis, my educational experiences. So Yes, I've researched this subject. It's it's really a, an esoteric subject right now. Scalar energy, what some people call quantum physics. And I I have instruments that I've developed that control quantum energy. So it's very real. And the purpose of my research and the purpose of any research should be to benefit mankind, not to harm. So as a humanitarian, I want to help people. I want this invention, I want this technology to benefit people. And uh, we'll explore that as we speak. We have the ability with scalar energy to help millions of people around the world in an inexpensive, safe fashion. I, I want you to talk a little more. Um, you know, if, let's say you are meeting a group of young people uh in africa and you want to introduce color energy to them and uh it's your last opportunity to be able to pass this on to a new community of people mm -hmm. uh, talk to us about the journey of you know how you started this research uh what was the biggest challenge that you faced in the course of uh you know developing uh and inventing these instruments that you have and really where you want to take it you know uh, you, you know uh, you are also with your grand 
children in this moment and you want them to understand the legacy of the work that you're doing uh share with us yeah if i had to leave a legacy <clears throat> i would really want people to to realize that this is of great benefit and that this type of energy this type of research is is straightforward and it's a very rewarding lifestyle so if I were to leave this legacy to my grandchildren or, or anybody, I would want them first to be excited about this. I would want them really to have a sincere interest. And the only way I could do that is by educating them and showing them and demonstrating to them the benefits and then how straightforward, how, how simple, how eloquent this is. Now, if we can, if we can impart in any walk of life the benefits to be derived, and how simple and straightforward. People don't like complexity. People like straight answers. They like simple answers. I, I like straightforward answers. And this is what this type of technology offers. Incredible benefits. It's very simple. It's straightforward, but it's poorly understood. So we have this conversation today to introduce to society, once again, quantum healing, quantum energy. It's poorly understood. It's very real and we will demonstrate the benefits during our conversation. They're incredible benefits. I would love for us to jump into some of the benefits of, uh, of color energy. And, uh, uh, you know, this is, this is stuff that I personally just hear about. And uh, I, want to, I want to have a deep understanding of it. So I think you should take space now and feel free to you know, feel free to to demonstrate if you have some of your instruments with you. This is your moment. Okay. So when I'm working with a scalar energy instrument, this is, first of all, it's not electricity. I have observed that this type of energy controls matter, physical matter, that we can either create a physical form or break apart a physical form. So this type of energy allows us to have mastery over matter, physical matter. Well, with these instruments that I've developed, it's for quantum healing now, I have the ability to create, to assemble a vitamin, a mineral, an antioxidant. And I don't do that through any physical means. I do that through instructions, through energy. So a scalar energy instrument can create, can assemble, a micronutrient. Today, I am receiving, as we speak, energy from a scalar energy instrument that is creating vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and amino acids in my body as we speak. So I receive, I can attribute for myself that I receive the necessary micronutrients that I need through energy, through light. That's not that I don't eat well, but nonetheless, I supplement my diet with scalar vitamins, with scalar nutrition, with scalar nutrients. So it's very exciting to me that we, we don't have to consume, so to speak, a protein shake. We don't have to consume something in order to uh, uh, provide nourishment. We can deliver nutrients by way of energy. Now that's the easy way to develop a, a, a personal or a nationwide 
nutritional program. See, if I can do this with myself, then I can do this with a million people. And that's the benefits that I want to drive at. It's, this is not, this invention is, is not meant for me. It's meant for society. This invention is, is going to change the way we live. That's incredible. So what you're saying is that through light, you can receive some of these critical nutrients, uh, some of these critical minerals that, uh, for example, in Africa, you know, this proverb that we're talking about is from Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, recently, there was a genocidal, you know, uh, war that was happening and there were thousands of people that were starving because they didn't have the nutrients, the food uh, that could nourish their bodies. So you're saying that even in war-tone zones, this is the kind of solution that can help people uh, heal and uh, live a healthy life. That's correct. Yeah, that's profound. That's correct. Now, I'm going to make this very clear to your audience. When I'm working with these instruments, I work through a photograph. I'm going to hold my photograph up. I will actually take a photograph of a person. This is my photograph, and I'll place it inside an instrument, a scalar energy instrument. The scalar energy instrument will recognize me by my light, by my signature, and then send nutrients to me. So this is this new science, scalar science, in which we can provide nutrients through a photograph of a person. It's not a physical process, it's non-physical. And we're able to deliver these nutrients through the quantum field by way of energy. Yeah, that is incredible. It really reminds me of, uh, of, of you know, many people call it black magic, you know, but we have... Uh, many people in Africa, you know, uh, that have that use similar processes to heal, to solve problems, to see things, you know. And I'm really uh, amazed that it's very similar to what you do. So what you do is really not new, but it's it's um, it's uh, it's an ancient form of uh, of solution to many problems. And I think uh, many people, uh, as civilization modernized, many people actually, uh, you know, didn't appreciate some of these natural forms of healing that our ancestors used to survive for generations. And my question to you is, how do you balance between being a Christian and using uh, this kind of healing energy, because uh, in the African context, there is always a conflict. People who use this kind of energy are always uh, isolated. They are not always, um, you know, they are not, they are not in the, they, they are not recognized as doctors, you know. <laughs> but here you are, uh, you know, healing people and doing something that is much needed and making it accessible, you know, by using just a photograph of someone. Uh, so talk to us about how you're managing, how, 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 how is your family treating you? How are your friends treating you since you started doing this? Uh, <clears throat> you're right, I am a Christian. And, and anytime I research, I always follow the truth. If you're working with the laws of science, those laws of science are created and governed by God. So if you're working with the laws of science, it's, it's true. There cannot be any deception with the law of science. 
And then it's how you apply the laws of science. And that's a question of morality. Well, I, you know, I, I have no chagrin with what I'm doing. I'm a scientist. I follow the laws of science. I've developed scientific instruments. But then the key is, what are you going to do with that technology? How will you take that technology and how will you improve the world? Well, by working through people's photographs, either one person at a time or many people by way of a photograph, we're able to deliver nutrients, as I said. We're also able to pinpoint on a photograph, say, a virus or a bacterium and destroy that virus or bacterium. So this is, a, this is not a, a new concept, but sadly, especially here in the Western world, it's, an, it's a new and emerging science. This must be studied. This is, there are valid scientific principles that undergird this science. And what many cultures knew intuitively or through prayer, et cetera, we are now discovering through instrumentation. So my scientific instruments are proving what cultures knew for centuries. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing if I told you that there are people that if somebody stole your cow, you know, they would tell you who that person is, you know, they would use instrumentations, you know, and some people call it charms and whatever it is, they are some form of instrumentation. And they would do something to bring back the thief together with the cows to your home where the, th the, th the theft happened, you know. Um, it's just incredible that the world is going where it's going because, um, because Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're, you're absolutely right. Yes. Uh, for me, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that I'm able to engage uh, with someone who is doing this because um, I feel that the, for the world to get to a place where, you know, everybody is taken care of and, you know, there is, there is more access to healthcare, there is more access to resources, uh, you know, solutions, different kinds of solutions will have to be embraced, you know, and uh, I'm really excited about this. But I feel that there are a few of our audience members who are also excited to just make comments and also uh, share their perspectives on our conversation today. So I want to create space for a few people to just share their comments on our conversation and also their thoughts on the proverb. And then I'll ask you to reflect on their comments and uh, after that, I want you to prepare to share with us how we can stay connected with you, how we can actually experience uh, what you do uh, and receive some of the benefits. And uh, I also want you to uh, let us know how we can stay connected with you. Um, first, I'll start with you, Cubs. Uh, just quickly introduce yourself, where you are joining us from, and uh, share your, your perspectives on the proverb and also on this conversation with Tom Palladino. Oh, thank you so much. That is, this has been such an interesting, interesting, interesting uh, conversation. My name is Cubs. I'm in Missouri, um, in the real estate business. Um, also interested in building out um, ecosystems for underserved entrepreneurship ecosystems for underserved entrepreneurs. Um, I have a question for you, Tom. I've never heard of Scalar Energy. Um, did you build these instruments? Is it an invention of yours, or like, what's the history yeah. of this? 
Thank yeah, it's you. an Sorry. invention. I, I studied two great um, um, scalar energy experts, Nikola Tesla and Galen Hieronymus. Uh, Hieronymus was an American inventor. I met his wife. I never met him. He was deceased at the time. And I was at, back in the 90s, I was able to purchase scalar energy instruments. So these are scientific instruments. In many ways, I've, I've copied Dr. Hieronymus, his instruments. So I continue on with his legacy. Um, you're right. It, it, it is profound. Um, it, most people have never heard of this because it's such a narrow field. Of, of it's, Sadly, it's poorly understood. But what do I have to offer to the world? With these scientific instruments, I can control the laws of science. And those laws of science allow me to either create a nutrient or break apart a virus or a bacterium. So I can create, I can assemble what's beneficial. I can break apart what's harmful. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Go ahead, Cubs. Yeah, just one thing uh, I would like to say, Simon. I think, you know, as you're saying, some of these um, healing techniques already existed in um, a lot of the, uh, the, the, the different tribes um, in Africa. It would be interesting to hear the perspective from that side and, and, and see how it works um, there and how, you know, the scalar energy, the connections or the differences. That would be fascinating. Thank you so much answering the question tom thank you excellent excellent let's move on to brother earth brother earth how are you doing thank you for all your support uh share with us your perspective on this proverb and also the conversation we are having with our special guest today peace and love family this is brother earth i'm coming from the north carolina territory and simon you know honest to you in the village uh greetings to you in the village as well and um, it's a very interesting conversation you and the um, guy were having. I, I end up um, missing some of the conversation. I got a phone call. But uh, what I was able to take from it, um, and this is just my understanding, that in uh, man's kind, mankind quest uh, to be or to have a full understanding of God, you know, science was created to, you know, measure all God's wonders. And um, I, I, I was trying to picture what he was talking about because, like I said, I came in on the conversation late. And until he pulled out the picture and explained how, you know, uh, certain things happened through, through the picture, and when he did said that, it instantly made me reflect back about, well, back in the day, growing up in the country, they used to say, call them root doctors. And uh, the root doctors could take a picture, and oftentimes, like you said, uh, get one from not going to jail, or if somebody uh, doing, did something bad to you, you know, oftentimes it was used to hurt opposed to help, you know, from when I, whenever I heard about it. And for him to say that he has tools and inventions to be able to measure or allow these things to be more tangible, because, you know, oftentimes things that can't be seen or explain is often cast out the window, but to, to have tools to show and prove that uh, these uh, phenomena do really exist is uh, uh, very important and could be very uh, helpful and beneficial to all of humanity. And as far as the proverb, uh, what I'll say is, you know, um, 
growing up, what I had to learn and, and remember, or, or as dealing with coming to different people, I had to realize, you know, everybody not raised like you, like me, myself. And, you know, they say it takes a, a, a village to raise a child. And, I, I, and what I came to understand is, you know, due to uh, drugs or jail or whatever circumstances, in some opportunities, everyone is not give, really even getting raised. They have to uh, start learning how to survive at a young age. And uh, oftentimes when one learns to survive at a young age, you know, opposed to growing up in a village and seeing everyone as friends or someone that can help you, you know, you start preying upon them. And like you said, if one is not getting uh, love from the village, it'll cause them to burn it down or, or destroy it in order to save themselves. And I'll park my plane right there. It's Brother Earth. Peace and love, family. Uh, peace and love to you, uh, Brother Earth. Uh, Paul, we have a few people that uh, it seems like our conversation today is really exciting. And we have a few other, of course, my team members, Lavender and Steven and Stella, want to share their perspectives. And I also see Michelle and uh, I see my wonderful friend here, Duchess Meadows. Um, Lavender, we'll come to you. Uh, I saw your comment on YouTube, but I want to just give you space to speak, share your perspectives on this conversation and today's proverb. Hi, Simon. Hi, everyone. My name is Lavender. I'm honored to listen to Mr. Palladino today and sometimes you feel like you know some things but then this is so new to me and uh with color light and i feel like you need to come back on the show and tell us more we'd like to learn more my thoughts about today's proverb cubs and brother of said everything I'd like to say about today's proverb and also Simon and Tom uh, highlighted the importance of family and my thoughts are when we embrace each other we avoid we avoid bad things from happening <laughs> or people who are neglected will definitely find a way of causing so much harm. I'm sure some of us here have had or experienced losses in family whereby someone uh, harms themselves I can't imagine the pain when we lose family through uh, suicide, cases like suicide. It always ends up that the family suffers more than the person realized. Sometimes let's remind the people around us, the people we care about, that we care about them. Let's make it um, something that we do effortlessly just like saying good morning we remind our loved ones that we love and care about them 
birthday is not usual in the in African families, but uh, we learn every day and we can always adjust to uh, new things or new ways of doing things. Thank you so much, Simon, for the time to speak. Wonderful. Uh, thank you, Lavender. Let's move on swiftly to Stephen. Share your thoughts with us, please. Okay, it seems Stephen is away from his microphone, so we'll go to Michelle. Michelle, how are you doing today? And uh, where are you joining us from? Share your perspectives with us, please. Okay, we will keep moving on. We will go to Stella. Stella, how are you doing? Share with us your thoughts on the proverb and on the conversation with Tom. Hello, Simon. Hello, everyone. This is Stella from Kenya. Uh, and before I share my thoughts today, I would just like to quickly reset the room. Uh, so uh, if you're new to this room, this is the African Father in America podcast hosted by Simon Javanokelo every Monday to Friday at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Or if you're in East Africa, it's 5 p.m. every Monday to Friday. Um, every day we come here and talk about African proverbs and the lessons we can learn from them. Then we share our stories. And Simon always shares some um, three nuggets of wisdom in each episode. So it's a room you don't want to miss. Uh, and tomorrow we have a special proverb that I would also encourage you to make sure you, you, you come to the room tomorrow. And uh, you can turn on your notifications so that you don't miss the room. Uh, otherwise, um, so glad that Tom joined us today. And uh, if I got him right, I think uh, uh, at some point he was talking about placing a photograph in. Simon, you'll help me if uh, I, I did get it correct. You did, you I did. Can... You did get it exactly correct. Keep going. Yeah, so over here we've been joking about it like uh, people can say umeekwa kwa chupa and <laughs> meaning uh, you've been put in a glass, something like that, because uh, we've always had that belief that someone takes your photograph and then puts it in a glass and then they can do black magic on you. So bad things can happen to you. So we've always associated it with, the, with bad things. Uh, but I think uh, now that I had you speak then and uh, you told us how you've studied this and how it's something that people can learn about and explore, then I'm totally amazed and now I believe that learning is very important so that you you get to know the meaning of different stuff. And this is something that I definitely want to learn about. So I'll get in touch with you, Tom. Uh, I hope you have a website where we can get this, get more information. We do, uh, and, and 
We do. That's one of my goals. I want to reach out and help the people around the world. A lot of our work is free, pro bono. I want to reach out to the people of Africa. We've been working with various HIV clinics in Africa. And after we work with people, after we receive photographs of people from an HIV clinic, they no longer have any viral load for HIV. Wow. So I want to reach out to the people of, of Africa and to help. Okay, thank you so much. So uh, my thoughts on this proverb is that uh, I think one thing I've learned so far since uh, I started joining the conversation on African proverbs is that African proverbs can take away hopelessness because they they are full, filled with wisdom, they are filled with wise words and they are soothing, so they can take you from a bad place, especially mentally. Otherwise, thank you, and I'm done speaking. Excellent. Thank you, uh, Stella. Yesterday, Lavenda and I were talking about a friend who, uh, who was very sick and hospitalized for a long time, and he lost a lot of weight. Um, and apparently, he what he explained to Lavenda was that he had been made sick through energy that came from sound, you know? And so there is, you know, there is, these things are so complex. You know, we are, we are living in the age of social media where one of the expectations is for you to have a social media profile, a picture. And now I'm learning that that picture can be used to do good to you and to do bad to you and to do it's it's that's why it's a profile picture it's more deeper than just you being visible there that's part of what is coming up for me right now um but i want to go to our last guest on the stage um Dutchess meadows thank you again for your continued support how are you uh and what are your thoughts in regards to this conversation with tom and the proverb from uh, ethiopia that is guiding our conversation today Good morning, Simon. Good morning to the room. Um, I was not here to hear Mr. Paladino speak, but I will be watching the replay on YouTube just because um, from the comments of the other people here on the stage, um, I'm very interested to learn more. Um, as far as the proverb today, the child who was not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. For me, this proverb speaks to um, the importance of community um, as well as, I'm trying to figure out how to word it. It's just essentially when you don't give a child what they need, if you don't give them their essential needs, not just physically, but emotionally, that adult will take what they feel is rightfully theirs. Um, so I do feel like it is a lesson in community from the standpoint of it is very important how we treat each other, especially um, children. And I will yield. Thank you. Thank you. I deeply appreciate that. Uh, you know, as you are speaking, uh, I, I was just reminded of uh, a documentary I watched some time back of uh, the stories of a lot of Somali uh, young people who are leaving Europe, you know, they their parents migrated from Somalia to Europe, 
in order to escape the war in Somalia. But now there is a trend where a lot of Somali youths are leaving Europe and are going back to Somalia, not to do good there, but to, of course, to escape because they're not embraced by the European culture and their parents are also in a situation where they can't provide the support that these uh, young people need, but they are going back to join Al-Shabaab so that they can cause greater damage to the entire world, you know? And it's such a it's such a, an accurate depiction of what this proverb is speaking about, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm also a father of three girls, and a lot of the time, uh, even last night, you know, one of my daughters uh, really wanted this this thing that you know she was really enjoying playing with it was bedtime she had to she had to go to bed and i had to take away the toy and at the same time she was determined to continue playing and to continue having her freedom so she was willing she was literally willing to die in order to continue playing there was nothing that was going to get in her way even me myself you know so uh i just I just hope and pray that we find great ways of embracing our young ones no matter what their situation is you know meet them at their point of need and spend more time with them embrace them like this proverb is saying now uh tom what did you hear in in uh, from our guests and uh many of us uh, were asking that you share with us also how we can stay connected with you and how we can take advantage of this incredible uh you know invention and uh practice that you have so speak to us about you know what people say that moved you and also how we can stay connected with you you have an engaged audience thank you everyone um what are we trying to impart today that technology when used appropriately can help people i want to do that so reach out to me our website is scalarlight.com S-C-A-L-A-R light.com, scalarlight.com. We are providing 15 days of free scalar energy sessions for anybody in the world. You visit the website and you're going to upload, you're going to email us your photograph. We will treat everybody in the world for free. Now, if you have friends throughout the world, United States, Canada, Africa, Europe, tell them about our website and tell them to visit the website and upload their photograph. We'll treat them for free and we'll provide, God will provide his healing. So this is my way of introducing this to the world. Mind you, if I can treat one person, I can treat a group of people by way of photographs. Today in my laboratory, I'm treating half a million photographs. I have half a million people that have sent me photographs from around the world. I have group photographs. So consider what I'm saying. This is a way to provide healing for the nations. Today, I'm working with half a million people by way of their photograph. This is the new science of scalar energy. Thank you, Tom. Now, uh, one last question. You know, uh, as I told you, I've lived in Africa and I've seen a lot of healers, um, much like you. And a lot of them, after they've healed so many people, they also need to be healed, you know. <laughs> they Some of them actually drop down out of exhaustion, you know, after they've seen so many patients, even doctors. If you remember during the pandemic, doctors needed other doctors to take care of them. Yes. How do you take care of yourself? Uh, to Because I see that you're calm and collected, 
throughout this conversation how do you take care of yourself after healing all these uh, wonderful human beings i'm going to make this very clear i don't heal jesus is the healer jesus is the healer and this process is so simple it's not physically taxing it's not it doesn't require a physical effort because energy energy can be used anywhere in the world and we can if you will take that energy and that god's energy god's light will produce the healing so i'm never exhausted to the contrary i'm vibrant this is easy because it's not medical science i'm not a medical profession i I, i'm not a nurse i'm not a doctor i'm not a medical professional i am a scalar energy researcher uh what do i need help with well just to keep keep at it to persevere that's the key Excellent. Last question. Would you be open to meeting similar people in Africa if I had, if I created an opportunity for you to visit? I actually took, uh, I'm a documentary film uh, producer, and maybe nine years ago, I took uh, a group of people from Seattle to Kenya, where I come from, and they were creating a documentary about uh, shapeshifters. So they had uh, documented shapeshifters in the uh you know in 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 the in north america and they were very keen on uh documenting shapeshifters in in africa and so i was able to use my network in africa to get them to interview some you know a lot of people that have always been fascinated by you know in you know in in you know in my tribe you know and i would love to look into getting you there so that you can meet people who do similar work and you can also engage with people there as well but yes. um excellent yes let's go what are yes. we waiting for yes right away that's that's excellent that's excellent i feel that this kind of global uh inter intercontinental connection and especially with people who have not been recognized for the work that they do and people who are even afraid of doing the work that they do i would love to uh you know to one day interview uh a healer who is doing similar work from my tribe the way I did with you today but they are even afraid of being on camera and having such conversations and my dream is once they engage with someone like you and they understand the value of what they are doing they can gain they can gain the confidence to speak speak up and be able to be known be able to have a website be able to really scale what they do you know so i feel like for me that's that's what is exciting me about our conversation today and i really want to encourage you to continue on you know continue doing what you're doing continue being accessible to people like us so that you know we can we can engage more uh, i really thank you do you have any final uh, comments before we wrap up this is a grassroots effort and your audience seems to be engaged your audience seems to be of that ilk let's work together go to the website scalarlight.com if read what about my work look at the testimonies read the testimonies and then contact me and if you have connections around the world let's start working together i want a network let's do it excellent excellent you will definitely hear from me i'm grateful and uh, I would definitely love to work together as well. Uh I want to thank everyone who joined us on YouTube. I see you all 
and uh, i want you to go back after this show and comment on the video that is on my channel my channel is at okelo javan that's also my social media channel on twitter and instagram and tiktok so uh, make sure you engage with our content on those other platforms to everyone who is actually live here with us on clubhouse thank you so much uh, we will see you tomorrow like stella said 6 a.m pacific standard time monday to friday that's 5 p.m east african time thank you all i see you robert by the way i just wanted to give you a quick shout out and i see agiekum and byron and aguambo dera and rocky who is joining us from singapore thank you again so much you have a beautiful day uh thank you tom uh have a beautiful rest of your day thank you sir. african father in america you are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokelo live from Seattle, Washington, USA.